So the NFL season is finally here. The preseason is upon us. So we're going to be giving you guys our division previews and starting to do those here on the pod. So yeah, what is going on, everybody? How are we doing? Welcome back to the Triple Option Podcast. What's up, Tom? What's up, Dom? How are we doing? How are we doing? What's up, guys? Yeah, so like today we're going to be talking about the West divisions. We're going to go into our AFC West preview and our predictions at the end of it. Same thing with the NFC West as well. And honestly, like before we get into this, are these the two best divisions in the NFL? Or at least uh, the best division in the AFC? I don't know yeah. if we want to say AFC. Uh, definitely the best division in the AFC. Uh, you know what? Because I guess you it's like the AFC North, North right? Or the East is sneaky. This there are everyone's the East is sneaky. You're right, Dom. (laughs) You're being so Steelers biased with the AFC North will throw. Uh, There's a chance that every team in the AFC North finishes above 500. All I'm saying. All right, fine. Yeah. But I also think like same with these. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that more. So yeah, these divisions are pretty good. Maybe the West not as good this year that it was um, in previous years for the NFC. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about these today, and then we're gonna be going to the North, the East, and the good old South divisions, the real powerhouses of the NFL coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And then we'll do probably our award uh, predictions as well and full on season predictions leading up to the start of the NFL season. I know we're all hyped for this. So yeah, I guess without further ado, we'll just hop into the AFC West. Um, we'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They were the best team in the NFL last year, led by the best quarterback and the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. And they did have a notable offseason, losing their top offensive tackle, Orlando Brown, losing one of their better defensive players over the last couple of years in Frank Clark to the division rival Denver Broncos, lost Juju Smith-Schuster to New England, McCole Hardman to the Jets. But they also added some guys like Juwan Taylor, who they picked up from the Jacksonville Jaguars to replace Orlando Brown. All also Lamar Jackson from Denver, but not that Lamar Jackson. But this Chiefs team didn't change too much, but still had some notable additions and subtractions. What do we think, Dom, about the Chiefs next year? Are they the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Because I assume we're going to think that they are the favorite to win the division. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they will remain the favorites. I think you can't overlook them at this point. I mean, they now have two Super Bowl wins in the past uh, four seasons and three appearances total so i mean they're the best they're the best team they should keep being the betting favorite as it goes on and you mentioned how they lost juju i think them drafting uh rashi rice out of smu in the second round he could have a big role this year yeah i think like rashi rice has been getting a lot of hype throughout camp so has justin ross as well the former clinton tiger receiver and uh yeah tom we've already seen uh your former uh beloved receiver Kadarius tony already get hurt in training camp uh like do you think this offense will be probably the best in the AFC, if not the NFL, again next year? No reason why it wouldn't be, as long as, like uh, Dom said, you have Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and I think this defense is improved as well. I think that, like, they do have playmakers enough where they're probably going to at least hold their own on the defensive end. Um, But yeah, obviously, when you have one of the better offenses, but I guess with this Chiefs offense, too, like, yes, they paid Taylor a decent amount of money, and obviously they're paying Mahomes when nowadays it looks like a discount to him. They're not really paying guys too much other money where they're able to at least distribute something on the defensive end, so I think this defense will actually hold its own next year. So, um, yeah, then we'll talk about the LA Chargers, who uh, did make a big move on draft night, drafting Quinn and Johnson to add to Keenan Allen 
and also Mike Williams for Justin Herbert, who just got a massive contract extension to stay in LA. And they also picked up Kellen Moore to be their new offensive coordinator, letting go of Joe Lombardi, which will definitely help out that offense. There was some drama going on with Austin Eckler as well this offseason, um, but it looks like he's going to play no questions asked for the Chargers this year. Tom, do we think that the Chargers are going to improve from where they were last year, or do we think that they're going to pretty much stay the same or maybe even take a step back? Uh, I think they're probably going to wind up staying back around where they were there. Should have been a second-round team last year, but with that meltdown uh, against the Jaguars. But I think they, they there's at least three teams, four teams better than them in the AFC, so I think divisional round is probably where their talent, I guess, would cap out at this point. Yeah. Dom, you think the same? Yeah, I don't know how drastically they can improve or even decline just because in free agency, they really didn't do much. They signed Eric Kendricks, and that was basically the only notable free agent signing they had. They barely lost any free agents. And like you already mentioned, I think Quentin Johnston and Kel Moore are the two biggest additions to this team, which could could be very big benefits for them. I agree. And I think I just like asked for one healthy season from uh, Derwin James this year. Like, I just feel like he always gets hurt. He's one of the better safeties in the league when he is fully healthy. And this team has all the talent, but I feel like we've been saying this for the last couple of years, how talented this team is, but they're never able to put together when it put it together, excuse me, when it matters the most. So I think that's kind of been the big thing with the Chargers. Can they win the big one? Are they going to choke a bunch of fourth quarters? Like we've seen them be like the Falcons AFC team over the last couple of years. Uh, so we'll have to see on that, but they do have one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So they are chilling there. Uh, we'll go into Denver, who was probably one of the bigger laughing stocks last year. I mean, they had such high expectations with getting Russell uh, Wilson in the offseason with a trade with the Seattle Seahawks and then having one of the worst records, not just in the AFC West or the AFC, but in the whole NFL last year and not even having their first round pick. But I think that they did a good job this past offseason with what they had given to them and really recouping um, throughout the draft and free agency with no first round pick, or at least with their first round pick um, there in the top 10. Dom, do you want to go through what they did this offseason? Yeah, and I think you have to start with the offensive line additions they made. Getting uh, Mike McGlinchey from San Fran and Ben Powers from Baltimore, that should not only help Russell Wilson hopefully recover after just a awful season last year there's no other way to put it and it should also help the running game with uh javante williams and then they also signed some um some agp ryan who i think was kind of not going to split carries with williams but i've heard it's going to be a little closer than people think and um obviously the biggest addition i think is uh getting head coach sean payton to take over after uh the failed uh nathaniel hackett experiment <laughs> yeah it can really only go up from here and i hope i just traded for javante williams in my dynasty league so i'm kind of hoping that he he could do well and uh, not maybe split carries throughout the whole year but did tim patrick is out for the year right he just got hurt the other day towards achilles yeah oh my god i feel like he's hey. been hurt every single year before the season even starts which is just a shame second year in a row yep yeah, oh, man, that, that really sucks. Dom, or uh, I guess, Tom, do you think that they're going to really be able to possibly make the playoffs this year, or do you think that it's going to be pretty tough? I know you were talking about their schedule before we recorded this. I see them with, like, honestly, like, maybe at max, like, nine wins. I mean, it could change based on how they start out, but they only the, the easiest game on their schedule is probably, like, Washington early in the season. They play the Dolphins on the road, and they play the Bills, uh, they play the Jets, they play the whole AFC East, which could be the best division in football, and they have to play the the Chiefs and Chargers twice, and the Raiders, who, although probably the worst team in the division, still, those divisional games are never easy with this AFC West. They seem to always kind of just beat each other up to where it, no one really has a commanding lead on, on the uh, division record. So, 
I, I, I don't. It's gonna be tough for them to make the playoffs. There's to, and there's still seven or eight teams um, that could be better than them. Like just like roster talent wise, like we may have seen the best of Russ. He's what 34, 35 now. Horrific season last year. Maybe Sean Payne can turn around though. But as of now, I don't. I see him as like a very cusp playoff team. Yeah, and then they spent a ton of money this past offseason, really kind of going into the trenches there, um, mainly on the, I guess, like the interior line, um, or I guess from the glitchy too on the tackle spot. Maybe this is going to be like a, like maybe a bridge year, maybe like a retool year, and like you just want to see some improvement with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson get on the same page for a year and then really try to do something in 2024. But I mean, like they, it, they have a ton of talent when, when you look at this team on paper with one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I want to say Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton's a great receiver duo, but I feel like they've kind of not really reached expectations, especially Jerry Judy since he entered the league because he has all that talent and he's gotten hurt a couple times. Um, and then Javante Williams is coming back from a major injury as well. So I think they're going to be an inconsistent team this year, but there's no way that they are worse from last year. So no. the final team in this division is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we briefly mentioned a little bit ago that they probably will be the worst team in this division next year. Probably, I guess, because they have the worst quarterback in Jimmy G um, out of the four, but still solid there. They ended up not taking a quarterback with their top 10 pick. I know we kind of mocked like uh, Will Levison. We didn't even know that. Yeah, he was going to go in the second round when that happened. They went with Tyree Wilson, who's kind of had some injury concerns um, already so far. But yeah, this team still has plenty of playmakers. Uh, they did trade away Darren Waller to the Giants. Uh, they still have Devontae Adams running the show uh, at the receiver spot. Josh Jacobs was one of the better running backs in the league last year. Um, and I, I think that they will be a respective non-playoff team, but I don't think that I don't think that they're going to get in. Uh, Tom, what do you think? No, I just think there's, there's too many teams in the AFC. There's two or three teams in every division, maybe even this pretty much three teams that can compete in the East and the North. Even the Steelers can run for a wild card, I guess, going back to what you are saying before. There's just too many good teams in the AFC. I just think they wind up not really making the cut or really having a shot. But when teams play them, it's not going to say, oh, it's like a cakewalk. Like, I, I still think that, you know, teams will look at them as a bit of a uh, feared opponent in, in a way rather than, like, say, the Cardinals. Sorry, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, Dom, I guess you can pick up off that. Do you think, like, kind of similar to what we mentioned on Vegas, or do you like them a little bit more? Maybe do you think that they could be, like, a bottom five team in the league? I mean, I think they have a good roster, to be honest, but just the fact of there's better rosters than theirs. Like, I, you look at their all the people on the team. You already mentioned Devontae Adams. They signed Jacoby Myers, who I think is a great wide receiver, too. And we say Jimmy G is, like, not that good, but... All he does is win. Like, I know he was in the 49ers system, but, like, he's just a winning quarterback. So, like, maybe he goes to Vegas and Vegas just keeps winning with him. Like, I don't know. It's, it's possible, I think. No, definitely. I mean, like, they have playmakers on the defensive end, at least in the front seven with Max Crosby, who's probably one of the more underrated defensive players of the last couple of years, maybe not underrated anymore. Still have Chandler Jones. I just have no faith in the secondary, to be honest with you. Uh, it's been bad for so long. And I mean, like they do have some playmakers out there with Trayvon Morig um, as a young and up and coming safety and like Marcus Peters as a veteran, but I don't really think that they're going to be able to hold down the fourth there. So yeah, I guess we'll hop into our divisional predictions. Do you guys want to do our own individual ones or do you guys want to try to come up with a collective agreement here? We just rattle off our own, I guess. I'm sure they'll probably all be the same, like probably the same thing in this division. Yeah, um, I'll start off. I guess Chiefs, no brainer, uh, picking chalk there as the uh, one seed in the division. Probably gonna win 14 around there or so games. Uh, I think the Chargers will finish as the second place team in this division and take a wild card spot. Probably winning around 10. 
11 games, I think they will be a little bit better, uh, maybe due to coaching um, than they were last year, at least as the offensive coordinator switch. And then I got Broncos as the three, probably... I think they're going to just miss the playoffs um, with around eight to nine wins. And then I got the Raiders at the four spot, probably around six wins too, uh, not making the playoffs as well. Tom, do you want to give yours next? Yeah, pretty much exactly. I, I think I said about 14 plus for the Chiefs. I think the Chargers probably probably squeeze out 10 wins. The Broncos, I'm going to say eight or nine wins. And I think the Raiders might six, but I'll, I might push seven for the Raiders. So around pretty much exactly the same thing, same order and everything. Cool. Uh, Dom, you, you're the same here or do you, you're going to cause some debate? No, I'm going to kind of stay course here. I agree with the Chiefs. I think you have to pencil them in for easily at least 13 wins. Like without even mm-hmm. looking at the schedule, just their talent alone, I think is a 13 win team at least. Um, I think the Chargers are going to have a very good season this year. I think their offense legitimately could average 35 points a game. Like I don't, and that's just completely ignoring defense. I think their offense can win them a lot of games. I think the Chargers could probably win 11, 12 games. Maybe push the Chiefs, but no one's, I don't think really, um, I don't think they're ever a real threat, but I think they could be close in the standings. And then I think both the Broncos and the Raiders, they, they both have tough schedules. Tom mentioned it earlier. I think that they both probably end right around seven wins, if I had to guess. I don't think... Either team is separated by too much. I think they're both going to finish right around there, which is still, I don't think they're bottom of the barrel, but I don't really see them pushing for a playoff spot in the loaded AFC. Yeah, I think it comes down to it is basically collective agreement, Chiefs one seed in the division, um, Raiders at four, and then I guess the debate really comes down between Broncos or Chargers, who gets two, who gets three. But I guess on paper, yeah, going into the season, just what we saw last year, you got to have, the, I think, the Chargers there at the two spot. So that, yeah, we pretty much all agreed, which is, uh, I guess, pretty, I don't know if we want to, if we enjoy that or not, because then maybe it's just not going to happen if we all come into a collective agreement that it's going to be Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. So that was our AFC West division preview and what we think is going to happen this year and just kind of talking about their off seasons as a whole. Now let's get into the NFC West. So we'll hop here into the NFC West. I don't think this division will be as competitive as maybe we thought it was going to be last year. I don't really think any of us thought the Rams were going to be that bad. The Cardinals also were pretty bad and I don't think people really expected them to be that bad last year as well. And then Kyler got hurt and their season was basically over. Probably nobody thought the Seahawks were going to be that good with Geno Smith, and they exceeded expectations, and they added a ton of talent throughout the draft uh, throughout this past offseason. And the Niners also made it to the NFC Championship game, but they had a QB carousel due to injuries. So yeah, they're going to be very interesting to talk about. We'll lead off with them. I didn't really expect it, but I guess with Jimmy G leaving and them having cap space with Purdy and Trey Lance under the QB rookie contracts, they were able to go out and spend and get one of the better interior defensive linemen in the NFL and Javon Hargrave, who was a beast in Pittsburgh, was even a bigger beast in Philadelphia, and they snagged him from the team that ended up winning the NFC. They did lose a bunch of guys as well. Uh, Jimmy Ward from that secondary. We talked about Jimmy G going to the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders in the AFC West division preview, as well as Mike McGlinchey going to Denver also. So this Chiefs team did have a big addition, couple free agency losses, added Steve Wilkes to be their defensive coordinator, but lost to Michael Ryans to the head coaching job in Houston. So they had a couple guys in, couple guys out. I still think that they are the clear favorite to win the NFC West. I just wonder who the quarterback is going to be during week 17 or in the playoffs going forward. Dom, what do we think about the Niners next year? Yeah, there's so much talent on this defense that they should no matter who's playing quarterback, they should be able to stay competitive in all the games. I mean, we even saw last year, like, um, 
in the NFC Championship game once Brock Purdy got hurt. Like, they were still somewhat in the game for a little bit, but then like completely the fell half. apart. <laughs> so I think no matter who's the quarterback, uh, I think they'll still be competitive, and I think that will be the main um, question this year is who is the quarterback? Is it going to be Brock Purdy? Is it going to be Trey Lance? And they even signed Sam Darnold. Like, yeah. all three of them... I don't think there's a huge gap between all three of them, if we're really being honest, like in the current stage. It looks like it's Brock Purdy's job to lose. And if he's healthy a full year, like Brock Purdy was low-key really good last year. Like he doesn't have the flashiness or anything, but he he was very good. He's got the stats to back it up. So if he's the quarterback for them with all those offensive weapons and that defense, I think the 49ers could go all the way to the Super Bowl if we're being realistic. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, th- like you said, they have enough talent just to keep him in, in any game. I, I am curious to see what's going to happen with this with this QB battle. Um, I think they would have traded Trey Lance by now if they really thought they had nothing in him. So I'm I want I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, I think like Purdy was good last year, but like the O line was really good. You have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, George Kittle. That's a really good offense to inherit for any quarterback making his debut. So I do wonder what he could be with like maybe not as talented as an O-line to start the year outside of Trent Williams. Still got crazy good weapons around him. And like you said, Dom, that defense is just insane with Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, arguably one of the best, maybe probably the best linebacker in the NFL, uh, Talona Hufanga, who was an all-pro last year, and then is Nick Bosa, is he holding out for a contract dis- dispute, or am I joking? Yeah, tripping? he hasn't been, um, I don't know if he's back at camp right now, but as of a couple days ago, he was not at camp. Yeah. I believe he's still holding out. Yeah. yeah, and why they don't have, like, or they're not paying big money for a quarterback, they got to extend Nick Bosa, like, as soon as possible. So, yeah, I think this team is going to be right in the money for the one seed in the NFC, but we'll see. Like, yeah, like uh, Tom said, this QB uh, carousel is going to be very interesting on who they end up uh, going with as their kind of long-term answer. So the Seahawks, I mentioned before, definitely exceeded expectations last year and then also had the Denver Broncos top 10 pick in the draft. Which I guess we can note that Devon Witherspoon hasn't signed his rookie contract yet he at did, the moment. No, he, did. he did just sign it? Okay. Because I know he was like the last guy there, which was really late for somebody um, of his caliber of talent. But that's good. They got it done. And then they took Jackson Smith the Jigba with their first round pick. Geno Smith exceeded expectations, beating out Drew Locke in camp last year. And then being a top 10 quarterback in the league um, throughout the regular season. Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fan. It's a talented offensive skill group. And the defense is solid as well. Some veterans, some youngins. I like the Seahawks a lot. Tom, what do we think about them next year? Yeah, I mean, I think Gino is, when fully healthy, has one of the best offenses in the NFL to work with. Charles Cross was good last year. They had a really solid offensive line. And it's just kind of sucks to see right now that their running back room's already banged up. Kenneth Walker's hurt. Zach Harbonnet's hurt. Uh, I want to see them go fully healthy into week one and see what they can do, especially now that Gino got paid and see if he could follow it up. He kind of started to slow down a bit at the end of last year, but he was really um, playing on a different level like we haven't seen him, obviously, ever um, for the first half of last year. But I think Seattle will be pretty good. They definitely can make a return to um, a return to the playoffs. Yeah, Tom mentioned I think the biggest key right now is to get that running back room healthy. You can't go into the season with your top two running backs already hurt. I think that just completely... Um it's just not a good sign to start the season. If they're if they're hurt at the beginning of the year, it's just going to linger the whole season. So they got to get those two guys healthy. And you both mentioned Geno Smith. Do we really think he's going to be good again this season? Like last year came out of nowhere. Nobody expected that. Do we really expect it again? Like it's Geno Smith we're talking about here. Like, 
Listen, I, I, I agree with you to an extent. Um, I no, no, I agree with what you're saying. I just don't... I don't see him dropping below like that. I think... what he, you probably say he's, what, like the 14th best quarterback after last year we're saying now? Maybe, like, a little lower. I think, like, how yeah, much worse can he get? Like, I don't think he goes back to square one. He might drop a few spots in the rankings and a few, like, the average-ish guys, quote-unquote, may pass him. But, I mean, good offensive line, hopefully good running game. Um, you know, hope those guys are healthy and ridiculous wide receiver room. You know, it, it, he he kind of has it made for him. So, see what he can do with it. But I don't, he's not going to be you know, twenty eleven Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the bar is, was just so low for Geno last year that even if he played like the twentieth best quarterback, everybody would be like, "Holy crap, Geno is back!" So he really exceeded expectations. I don't think he's going to be better than what he was last year. No. I think he'll be a little bit worse, and people might look at that as a bigger deal because we have now high expectations for Geno Smith now, which is just crazy to say. So I don't think he's going to be a top like eight quarterback. I think I think like ten to fourteen is is perfectly realistic. Yeah, like if he exceeds yeah. expectations, he cracks like that thirteen number. Like I think people expect him to be a little better than average right now, and I think that's kind of where he is. He's a little better than average. So uh, that was um, our Seattle kind of uh, preview. There we'll go into the Rams. Not gonna lie, just looking at this Rams depth chart. I kind of like want to throw up a little bit. <laughs> like there is some talent, don't get me wrong. Like one of the best receivers in the NFL, Cooper Cup, one of the best defensive players of all time in Aaron Donald. They traded away Jalen Ramsey in the offseason. And yes, there's going to be guys that are going to kind of be under the radar and that are going to come through and be good players for them. But I just, I don't really love this Rams roster at all. And I really don't have high expectations for them this year. And with Matthew Stafford at the helm, if he gets hurt again, we're going to see Stetson Bennett run the show. I mean, Cam Akers was kind of a head case to watch in the first half of the year. He played well towards the end of it when they were already out of the playoff race. The O-line was aging. I mean, it's still maybe not great on paper. We'll see how it performs this year. And really looking at the defensive side of the ball, how many playmakers do they have outside of Aaron Donald? And are we going to get another elite, one of the greatest defensive tackle seasons of all time out of Donald? I'm not sure. Tom, do you think the Rams could be better than they were last year? Or do you think they might be around the same? Well, Stafford was out for like, what do you miss, like 11 games last year. As long as Stafford plays, they should be better. And like that offense, like you said, they, like Cam Akers, he was very, I don't even think shaky was the word, I think pretty much just non-existent for the first three quarters of last season. Um, but if Stafford can stay healthy and Cooper, Cooper Cup can stay, uh, can stay healthy, I mean, they can score points. And I think... The defense, they lost Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald's, you know, otherworldly seasons may be a bit behind him now. There's a few D tackles that I, like, the gap is closing. I'm still giving him the one spot because he had, like, eight straight All-Pros. But, you know, Quinn Williams and Dexter Lawrence, um, so, you know, a few of Jeffrey Simmons, they're all right there with him um, probably after this year. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I see him probably winning, being average maybe, maybe like eight wins. Nine wins, maybe, if that, if Stafford plays out of his mind. Yeah, the one thing that concerned me with the Rams is in free agency, they literally didn't sign anybody. They signed Sony Michelle, and then he retired within a month of signing. And then I think they signed maybe a total of six other guys, none of which are big names or starters or anything on that caliber. So it's really just going to be the same team they had last year. But as Tom mentioned, the team started bad last year and then was hurt last year. So I think if they can come back healthy, I think Stafford and Cooper Cup, we saw it two years ago and we saw it at the beginning of last year. Like They're one of the best quarterback-wide receiver duos. I think that could really keep them in the game. 
And I think Sean McVay is just a good coach. Like, I think he'll be able to just – when you need a play, he'll just draw something up that works. I mean, we forget this team won a Super Bowl two years ago. Like, they still have some key playmakers, and they still have the majority of the same coaching staff. So I think that could help them. Yeah, yep. it looks it looks a lot different though, and I'm just like, because Cooper Cup got hurt last year, and he's already gotten hurt um, in training camp. And if you look at this receiving core after Cooper Cup, we're talking about Van Jefferson, Ben Skaronic, five foot two two Atwell. Um, it's not going to be, I, I don't know, encouraging for the Rams. So I'm kind of low on the Rams this year as a whole, but I don't really think that's a crazy hot take. So we'll also talk about the Arizona Cardinals, who did have a disappointing season last year, uh, ended up firing uh, Cliff Kingsbury. They hired Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles. I won't honestly go into this too much because I know Dom probably has a lot to say about them. So because Dom is somehow a Cardinals fan. So Dom, you can you have the floor here. Yeah, no, it's not, there's not really much to say. Like, they're essentially just punting on this year. Kyler Murray tore his ACL at the end of last season. I went to that game. You were actually, yeah, you were at that, so I'm, <laughs> like, blaming you for that. Um, I wasn't I wasn't in my seat yet. I actually was entering the stadium when it happened. Played, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they cut D-Hop to let him go and try to win. Uh, we'll get into him in another video. J.J. Uh, Watt retired. Byron Murphy left. Zach Allen left. Like, they basically just let everyone leave they want to leave, and they're just going to essentially restart, which I don't hate. Like, Kyler Murray's trying to come back week one. If he plays before mid-October, I'm going to call it stupid because, like, they have no real um, aspirations of winning this year, so they should not rush him back and try to get hurt again. I mean, I, I like the draft picks they made. Paris Johnson's going to be a great tackle for them, and then in the second round they did get uh, B.J. O. Ojalari out of LSU. He's a great edge rusher, so I think that's good for their defense because their defense just has no guys anywhere. So that should be good for them. And yeah, they're not going to be good this year. I, I, we all, everyone knows that. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's going to be a big shock at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, not much else to say here. I think Dom said it best. They're kind of just going full, you know, pass on this year. Uh, hopefully, I want to see Kyle get back to uh, full health. He is exciting to watch when he's healthy. And um, I think they probably sneak out what, maybe maybe four wins this year. I think they're they're competing for the number one pick is pretty much where they're at. Yeah, I mean, they get the number one pick. Is Kyler on the on the block? He has to be. I feel like. Nah, if they get the number one pick, Kyler's getting more weapons. That's Marvin Harrison. Yeah, okay, is Caleb Williams <laughs> playing tight end? Nah, Caleb I don't think they got Zach Ertz. He's up and coming. They got Greg Dortch too. The Dorcher Chamber. The Wu yeah. Dort of the NFL. Okay, yeah. So DeAndre Hopkins, though, I really thought they were going to get something for him, like a third, maybe a fourth. So them cutting him kind of hurt. Um, so I, I'll, I'll leave this to Tom. You can give us your a, or NFC West division predictions. Tom, you can go second. I'll go last this time. So I think San Francisco probably wins probably similar. I'm going to say 12 or more games. I think the Seahawks, they probably finish with like nine wins. I'd probably say the Rams... Eight. I said eight or nine before, but I'm leaning more towards eight. I, I don't think they crack 500. Uh, they do. Good for them. Um, but, you know, I don't see them winning, like, surprising anybody winning 11 games. I think it's probably eight or nine is that sweet spot. And the Cardinals, like we said, are competing for the number one pick. Yeah, I think the Niners are the heavy favorite to win this division. I don't actually know what the betting odds are, but just thinking about all the other divisions, I would assume the 49ers have the best chance of any team to win the division. Maybe the Chiefs are the only two, so the West is just top heavy I guess is what I'm getting to I think the 49ers can easily win 12 or 13 games um I, I mentioned earlier I'm a little lower on the Seahawks so I think the Rams could actually sneak out a second place finish here 
I think the Rams around nine wins. If they're fully healthy the whole season, I think the Rams could somehow sneak out ten wins, if I'm being honest. Maybe I'm just too high on them, but I just don't want to doubt Stafford and Cup again. Uh, third, I think the Seahawks, I just can't. I can't buy into Geno again. There's no <laughs> There's no way he does it again. So I think they're going to uh, fall off a little bit. I'm going to say Seattle probably gets eight wins, just under 500. And then the Cardinals are... Depends how long Kyler's out for. If Colt McCoy plays for more than half the year, it's going to be like two wins. If Kyler comes back a little earlier, maybe four wins, but I doubt the team hits five overall. Listen, you could be low on Colt McCoy if you want, but when the 2020 Giants were in that playoff run, he went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks when Daniel Jones was hurt. So don't doubt Colt McCoy. Maybe maybe he can sneak out a couple more wins than you're giving him credit for. I don't know. He wasn't that good last year, if we're being honest. <laughs> He always has so a, he'll I, have a special place in my heart for that for that one win. That was the most besides the Super Bowl, the most electric football game I've ever watched in my oh entire my life. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna actually be a little bit different, which is good. So I'm gonna go Niners, obviously, here, uh as the one uh as the first seed here in the NFC West, uh probably around thirteen games. Uh they're gonna win. Depending on the quarterbacks, who knows? Maybe they end up winning a little bit less if there is a carousel there. I'm gonna go Seahawks two, probably around ten wins. I still think uh, they'll be a wild card team in the NFC. I'm gonna actually I'll be a little bit different. I'm gonna go Cardinals, get the three spot. Now, if Kyler Murray like was guaranteed coming back in like week three or week two, I would feel really confident about this, but I'm just really not high on the Rams whatsoever. So I'm just going to be a little bit different and go Cardinals three, Rams four, both finish. Honestly, I think is some of the worst teams in the NFL because I'm not really sure who I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Rams four, Cardinals three, and we're all going to be a little bit different there. So Dom, I'm on your side this year. I need the Cardinals to get the uh, three spot here in the division. I don't know. I'd rather them tank a little bit than get the three <laughs> spot. <laughs> I don't know, though. I'm like, look, I mean, like, Zayvon Collins hasn't lived up to the hype. Like, Buda Baker, good safety. I just, I'm looking at, like, this Cardinals depth chart, and it's a little bit deeper, honestly, I think, than the, the Rams. I think the Rams have more high-end talent, obviously, better quarterback, better top receiver, better top defensive player, but I do think the Cardinals are a little bit more well-balanced. Yeah, you take away three of the best players on the team, they're basically the equal, so you know. <laughs> but, like, it's, I mean, like, the NFL, like, that's obviously important. I mean, like, like the NBA, you just need one really good player, and you're going to be a playoff team. Baseball, it's the complete opposite, where it's a crapshoot every year. But in the NFL, I yeah, it's a little bit in the middle there. So, yeah, I guess that'll be my spicy take for this video. <laughs> we'll go, we'll go Rams uh, uh, as the last spot in the NFC West. So, that was our NFC West and AFC West division previews. We're going to come back with uh, the North, South, and the East, and then we'll have like our full season predictions as well before the season starts. So make sure you guys are subscribed on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel if you don't want to get a visual of this as well. Um, you'll see some graphics kind of popping up on the screen also. So yeah, we appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in those other division previews. Peace.